don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. As an interior designer, I am pretty much a professional shopper. I search stores every day online and in person. I buy stuff like it's going out of style. I unwrap stuff. I touch it. I see what comes damaged. I see how stores package things. And I am very discerning because I have seen everything. So today I'm going to reveal my favorite stores, why I love them and why I hate them. Because no store, no matter how expensive, does everything well. Even expensive stores excel at some things and don't do other things well. And even affordable stores excel at things, even though they may do the majority of the things poorly. So today I'm going to reveal my favorite stores, why I love them and simultaneously why I hate them on Retail Rundown. I'm Betsy Helmuth and let's shop. Hi, Betsy. This is Shannon. I was just at Bed Bath & Beyond looking for three simple things. One of them was a toothbrush holder I could mount to my wall. And then I was looking for some picture frames. And it seems that nothing I wanted was in Bed Bath & Beyond, and they actually sent me to Home Depot. What are they good for? Like, what is actually in their Beyond section that I could buy? Shannon, that is a great question. And I just left Bed Bath & Beyond last week after buying over $500 worth of merchandise. And so I feel like I can speak with confidence on this topic. Bed Bath & Beyond is, drumroll please, 70% crap, 30% gold. Bed Bath & Beyond is a place that you should go to buy underwear for your home. What does that mean? It means foundational garments for your home. You should go there to buy mops. You should go there to buy shower curtain liners. You should go there to buy curtain rods as long as they're over an inch in diameter. You should go there to buy a sheet set. You should not go there to buy anything decor oriented. I would not go there to buy any sort of decorative placemats with a pattern. I would not go there to buy drapes. I would not go there to buy picture frames, which are fairly cheesetastic at that location. And I think the quality is poor. I wouldn't even buy kitchen hand towels there because they have uninteresting textures and patterns. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to be diplomatic while tell you that I would only buy things that kind of set the foundation in my apartment. For instance, a bucket for a mop, and I wouldn't ever shop there without their 20% coupon. So I only bought $500 worth of stuff there because I had a 20% off your entire order coupon, which you get when you change your address at usps.com. P.S. Go change your address. And uh, there's a couple other places you can get it because they just sent me like a few more. Hallelujah. But without the coupon, I wouldn't ever shop there because I do feel it's a little bit overpriced and I certainly would never buy cleansers, Kleenex, toilet paper, toothpaste. It's so overpriced. And like I said, no decor items. So there you go. That's my summary of Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's talk about overstock because people who know me know I'm addicted. I'm a member of their club and I shop there a lot. 
But you'd think since I shop there so much that I'd be a super fan, and I sort of am. They are 70% crap, 30% gold. Overstock does certain things well. For instance, their rugs. They sell high-end rugs at low price points. They won't tell you that that rug is from Crate and Barrel, but when you get it home, when you unfurl it, you will see the Crate and Barrel tag and you will be astounded at the price you paid. Also, they have great end tables. They have great beds. I just got a king bed for myself for $450, upholstered, beautiful, tufted. Yes, please. They have wonderful armchairs and I do love their bedding. So go there for your duvets and shams. I do not like their accents. So they do not have cute patterns on their pillows. They do not have great vases or picture frames that are interesting. I certainly would never buy clothing there. I made that mistake once. It looked cute online. Ugh. And I also really hesitate to buy big wooden items there. For instance, a bookcase or a desk because it often comes damaged. I don't know who they use for shipping, but big wooden pieces over 75% of the time come damaged and I buy a lot of overstock pieces. Now the exciting news about this is that they have the most amazing customer service on the planet. I love overstock's customer service. They are just wonderful to work with. That being said, practice makes perfect. They're probably wonderful to work with because so many people call that they just have to be nice. Otherwise, there would be scathing reviews. So overstock, I love you. And I love to hate you. Let's talk about Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn is 35% crap, 65% gold. It's not that I think they're bad quality, and it's not that their stuff comes damaged. The crap-tastic nature of Pottery Barn is that it's just very expensive for what you're actually getting. And I do think you can find similar quality pieces at lower price points elsewhere. For instance, places like Home Decorators have similar looks at half the price. However, I love Pottery Barn's lighting. So I think they have really good lamps for both tables and floor. And I do love their chandeliers. And I don't think they're overpriced, which is exciting. They have drapes, which are overpriced, but they have great textures and beautiful colors. I love their rugs, which are surprisingly affordable. Like, I think they forgot to mark them up, but their rugs are a really competitive price point. Exciting. And I do like their dishes, which are quite sturdy. And I love their mirrors. But really, the big items, desks, bookcases, beds, it's highway robbery. And then they tack on an additional custom white glove shipping charge, which is not um, optional. And so by the time you finish paying for that piece, you've just added on 25% with tax, shipping, white glove, ouch, on top of an already expensive piece. So I don't think so. Now let's talk about anthropology because anthropology is so unique. They have so many interesting pieces from so many interesting places and they're always conversation pieces like, where did you get that? I didn't, I've never seen that before. Wow. However, 70% crap, 30% gold. 70% crap for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that it is just so overpriced. I don't even go to the main site. I just click sale. I just go right to sale. I don't even tease myself by looking at the non-sale prices because they are beyond exorbitant. 
$3,000 for a bookcase beyond exorbitant. So I just go right to the sale and I usually can't even afford the sale. So I go right to the clearance. But when I do go to the clearance, I find amazing things. I find amazing drapes with cool patterns, embroidery, and drapes are such a big focus in your home because they're in front of your windows, which is at eye level, so it's what we're looking at. And also it's a huge swath of fabric, ideally if it goes from ceiling to floor, that uh, really could make a show-stopping statement. So I don't mind paying a little bit more for it. Additionally, it doesn't get a lot of foot traffic or hand traffic, so it can stay nice for quite a while. I also love their accents in terms of like a cookie jar or a bowl for your coffee table, even a tray for your keys. I just love their accents. And they do have interesting rugs. Now, their rugs are super overpriced, so only shop clearance, but they could be really cool, like imports and interesting colors, unexpected patterns that I've never seen anything like it before. And I also like their lamps, but I avoid their furniture like the plague because I don't care if it's on clearance. It's always and by always I mean 90% of the time that I've worked with it crappy like it's just not good quality the wheel falls off the bookcase the chair wobbles there's a kind of a taut seam that's exposing the stuffing on the sofa I just have never been impressed not that I can recall at least which is why I left a 10% variance I can never recall a great anthropology furniture experience I'm just gonna put that out there Let's talk about CB2 because CB2, which is Crate and Barrel's little sister that's hipper, younger, cooler, and a little bit more affordable, is getting a facelift right now. And I went into CB2 the other day and I was astounded. They had the coolest towel bar I've ever seen. And that's saying quite a bit considering I shop for a lot of towel bars. Check it out. Go to their towel bar section. You will see the one I'm talking about. And you'll be like, wow, I didn't know a towel bar could do that. Me neither. So they are getting some really interesting things that are knockoffs of high-end pieces that are on the market right now, not just knockoffs of past trends. And I have been so impressed. That being said, they are 40% crap, 60% gold. I love CB2's rugs. I love their mirrors. I love their pillows. I'm loving a lot of their bar carts. I hate their upholstered furniture. It's dense, foamy, unusually low not necessarily aesthetically pleasing and overpriced. I also hate their artwork because it would look cool if it was a one-off, but because it's not, it looks pretty mass produced and pretty cheesy. It's meant to appeal to a wide variety of people, yet it's kind of niche in terms of like a cow on a paisley background with like a fedora. I don't know. It's just not working out for me. And I don't think it's stylish unless it were just a personal quirky statement, which it can't be because it's mass produced. So avoid their art, avoid their upholstered furniture, but go check out their facelift because they are surprising me every single day. I'm interested. I'm interested, CB2. Thanks for switching it up. Let's talk about home goods. I know, I know you love home goods. I love home goods too. In fact, nobody that I know loves home goods more than me. But I am going to give them a 97% crap review and a 3% gold. The gold are vases, accents, mirrors, bowls, some of their pillows. The crap is anything bigger than like three feet. I hate all their chairs. I hate all their furniture. I think that their dishes are kind of unfortunate, not classic a little trendy, but in a bad way. I don't like their clocks. 
here's what Home Goods is, and here's why I love it so much. It's a needle in a haystack. Basically, you go in and you search through 97 items that are crap to find the three pieces that are gold, and you're going to get a great deal. However, the problem is that most of my clients get so excited by all the deals that they wind up with a cartload of crap, and when they get it home, they find that only 3% is actually functional in their space. So you really need to go there with an editing eye. The other thing that you need to do... This is my test for home goods, and it should be a test for you as well. When I pick something up at home goods that I'm particularly interested in, I ask myself, is it more than one color? So is it yellow and green? Is it blue and purple? If it's more than one color at home goods, it's crap because they just get a little bit tacky. If it's only one color, for instance, if you found an awesome blue vase, if you found awesome white bookends, go for it. But anything that's multicolored at home goods tends to be crap. So I'm putting that out there, controversial, right in. But uh, that's my feeling, and I've had a lot of a lot of experience with them. Let's talk about Crate and Barrel real quickly. Crate and Barrel is 35% crap, 65% gold. Now they're not crap because they're bad quality, even though I think it can be hit and miss. But they're crap because they are just so expensive expensive like why why their furniture in terms of upholstery their sofas and armchairs are just crazy it's crazy in fact room and board uses the exact same manufacturer as crate and barrel they have much better customer service than crate and barrel and their prices are so much lower even than crate and barrel's sale prices why why would you buy upholstered furniture at crate and barrel it's just it's not okay it's too expensive But I do love to buy other things at Crate and Barrel. I love their throw pillows. I love their table lamps, which are very reasonably priced and like little sculptures for your space. I don't like their floor lamps because they're boring and overpriced, but for some reason their table lamps are just adorable and affordable. My favorite two A's, right? And then I do love their tableware. I only have Crate and Barrel cups and silverware and I'm obsessed they're nice and heavy weight they go in the dishwasher without scratching they've lasted me for over six years I really love their glassware and silverware and servingware like bowls like margarita glasses that kind of thing um and I do love their beds so I know I kind of did a blanket statement with the furniture but their beds are very reasonably priced and cool looking. So again, I'm suspicious. I'm like, did somebody not mark that section up? We're not going to tell them this is our little secret, but I actually think getting a bed there could be a pretty good deal. Now let's talk about West Elm. West Elm is 50% crap, 50% gold. I love West Elm's drapes. I love their side tables. I love their accents, vases, and pillows. I do not care for anything made of wood at West Elm because the drawers on their dressers are unreliable in terms of sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. I find that the wood grain on dining tables looks a little bit cheap and sometimes it scratches easily. It's just not my favorite place for case goods, which is like a big wooden piece, like a desk, like that dresser I was referring to, or the dining table. So Betsy, you're asking me, you're saying so many things about accents. Where can I buy awesome big pieces? So let me just give you my favorite places real quickly for upholstered furniture. You've heard me say room and board, and you're going to hear me say Macy's. Those are my two favorite places for couches and armchairs. And now you're going to hear me say for dining tables, I really like Ikea. 
I think they have some great dining tables. And I like Pier 1. I just got a dining table at Pier 1 and I am pleasantly surprised. And as far as other big pieces like dressers, I think Pottery Barn is great even though you're going to pay too much. I think Crate and Barrel is great. Again, you're going to get robbed. And I do like Macy's, which is more affordable and the pieces come assembled, which you know I'm going to love. Hi, Betsy. This is Denise. I listened to your last retail rundown show and it was amazing, but uh, why, why didn't you cover Ikea? Because I love Ikea. Now, Denise, I assume you're a big fan. So I assume that you've already listened to the Ikea episode, which aired a few weeks back. In case you did, and or in case you just need me to re-emphasize my feelings, let's talk about Ikea to kick this episode off. Ikea is 80% crap, 20% gold. Crap because, as we know, gets a bad rap, but maybe a legit one. A lot of its stuff is flimsy, doesn't handle transportation well in terms of moves. Things come damaged. Things come missing parts. Ikea is just annoying, and their customer service blows. But they have a few pieces that are really worth it. They're worth the time, the energy, and the cost it takes to have somebody build them because Ikea is 100% crap if you don't have it built by a professional. So let's talk about those great pieces. I love the Hemnes series. I love the Leotorp series. I love the Besta series, the Malm, the Bajursta, and the Pax. If you have questions about exactly what that is, of course, you can go back to the Ikea episode or you can go to BigDesignSmallBudget.com where I'll have links to them so you can check it out further. But let's talk about stores I haven't covered. Let's dive in with Room and Board. From my last episode, Retail Rundown Part 1, you heard that I love their upholstered furniture. You also heard a little secret that they use the same manufacturer's crate and barrel. They have more interesting styles, better customer service, and better price points. So I'm always going to room and board for sofas, armchairs, chaises. They have amazing sleeper sofas that are actually comfortable. I would never shop there for wood furniture. So let's just give my rating before I give more details. Room and board is 50% crap, 50% gold. The 50% that's gold is that upholstered furniture I just referred to. The 50% that is crap is their wood furniture. Their wood furniture is beautiful. It's made from like wood and Vermont and it's all American crafted and it's totally untreated. And that's why I hate it. It's totally untreated, which means that it's very soft. So if you just walk by your dining table and look at it wrong, it gets a dent. Like if you press too hard on your pen when you're writing a letter to your significant other, I don't know, let's get romantic when we're talking about room and board. If you press too hard on that pen, it's going to go through and it's going to mar your table. I've seen dressers where people just accidentally place a hanger on it and it gets scratched like that. So I just don't love their wood furniture because of how delicate it is and how irreparable the damage is. Like, what are you going to do with your scratched, indented table? I also think their lamps are super overpriced and really boring. And you can actually find the same lamps on different websites if you just Google the name or Google image the picture. So don't buy their lamps. 
And don't buy their rugs because they're really overpriced and they're just so-so in terms of their pattern. I can find rugs that are a lot more interesting, more sophisticated, better price points. So unless you really love that particular rug, don't spend the big bucks. Additionally, Room & Board is not my favorite because they never have sales. Never, ever, 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 ever. They have clearance items that are going to leave and not come back, but they never have sales. And that's such a bummer. I live for sales. So let's talk about another store that's very popular with my clients and with me, Macy's. So Macy's is 60% crap, 40% gold. And I'm just talking about the home goods. I am not talking about clothing, boots, shoes, makeup, etc. I love Macy's upholstered furniture. I love their sofas. I love their armchairs. I think that they are good quality for what you're paying because the price points can often rival Ikea and they are the king of sales. If you don't catch Macy's on a sale, you're doing something wrong. You can always get a code. You can even like wink at the customer service rep at the register and she'll give you a discount. Like, you know, take in your out-of-state ID and they'll give you a discount. I mean, really, you have to beg them to not give you a discount. The things I don't love at Macy's, anything patterned, any special furniture piece like a console, anything that's there for aesthetics more than there for practicality, I'm not going to love because their styles are so basic and meant to appeal to the masses that they don't have anything unique about them. Nothing special, nothing eye-catching. However, they're oftentimes fairly good quality. For instance, I just bought two dressers there for myself. They don't have anything special to say. Nobody's going to be like, ooh, where'd you get that dresser? But... The drawers move slowly, smoothly, and they are great quality, decent look, terrific price point. And so I'm a fan. I'm also a fan of other just large case goods like a big dining table. But I would get my chairs somewhere else so that they have a little more flavor. Now let's talk about world market. I am so topical with my world market retail rundown because we just got a store in New York City. I used to shop exclusively online and one time I was on the West Coast and I saw a cost plus world market and I pretty much went insane. And I stayed there for about two hours just wandering the aisles because it is massive and they have so much stuff. That being said, I'm being generous here. World market's 50% crap, 50% gold. They have lovely dining chairs. They have really interesting TV consoles. They have great pillows. They even have some interesting sculptural art, like a wheel that you could hang on your wall. But they have a lot of junk. And even some of their furniture is junk. Like, I don't think I would buy a dresser there. Their nightstands are kind of boring. Their rugs are really bleh. Their artwork looks cheesy. But it's hard to know in advance what's going to be bad. So... You really need to do your research and go there. I would not order any big furniture online until I'd been there and like sat on it, shook it. But believe it or not, I found pieces of gold when I did not expect it. I meant to put an asterisk on this retail rundown just in general, and I'm going to insert it here. I live for online reviews. I read every review of a piece I'm interested in, and I treat it like it's gospel, even though I know that can be controversial in terms of um, validity. But 
I think that they're really important, especially on places where you can't go sit on it and jump on it yourself. So I'm always reading the reviews. I read them with a discerning eye. And that way I know what I'm getting into even if I take the risk on something with a negative review. Additionally, I love to write reviews. So when you go on worldmarket.com, you'll find some reviews from Affordable Interior Design and you'll know how I really feel about a lot of their pieces because there is gold and crap and it's just shuffled all up in there. Now let's talk about restoration hardware. Restoration hardware is 80% crap, 20% gold. The crap is just that it's so expensive. It's like ridiculously expensive. I went there to buy an outdoor furniture set and it was just like $4,000 for the base of a sofa, not even like the cushions. And that was off season. Like why? What's happening? Additionally, their customer service is not ideal. They're kind of strict and they don't have much leniency and their delivery process is a pain. I just think that they're not great to work with and they're fairly overpriced for the service that you're getting. Additionally, a lot of their pieces are gigantic. The couches are massive. It's like an elephant in your living room. The chairs are oversized. You need to be very careful with your measurements, especially for apartment living. They're usually not going to work. However, I love their artwork. They have some really special pieces, some that are authentic and some that are like sculptures. I just bought an amazing old vintage car wheel for a client that's encased in like the shadow box frame. It's going to be perfect. It's authentic. It's interesting. It wasn't too expensive. It's on sale right now. I also love their case goods, like a big dining table. It's typically very good quality. Their nightstands, I really love. They're hefty and interesting. Their desks, some of them are like made from metal, really unexpected textures, interesting details, show pieces. If you want to splurge on a showstopper, I think getting a desk, a dresser, a nightstand, an end table, a coffee table from Restoration is the way to go. I would avoid their upholstered furniture, FYI. And you know, you're treading in muddy waters when you're talking about their delivery plans, which are expensive and questionable. Let's talk about Pier 1. So Pier 1 is kind of like World Market in that it's 50% gold, 50% crap, a lot of imports, places from different pieces from different places. Um, recently, I have had really good experiences with their dining tables. I love their mirrors. I love their drapes. And I love their seasonal decor. 50% gold. The crap is their upholstered furniture. I have yet to sit on a sofa or a chair in there that I felt was comfortable. And it's all overpriced. I also don't care for their lamps, which I feel are flimsy and bad quality. And their artwork just blows. It looks like it came from Pier 1. You know what I'm saying? But the other things are amazing in terms of the mirrors and other sculptural wall hangings. So look for those instead of the fake paintings. Let's talk about the company store. My producer, when I was doing the original show, said, Betsy, what about the company store? And I'm sure a lot of you are like, the company, what? I knew it from the 80s and 90s as a place that made bedding. So the other day, and by the other day, I mean five years ago, when I stumbled upon it again, I was in shock. They have wonderful lamps. They have really interesting drapes and amazing price points. I was just taken aback. So company store, 30% gold, 70% crap. Mm, 
I don't know. I could go 50-50 too. Because I really just shop there for those specific items that I mentioned. I don't, oh, and I'm sorry. One other thing that I like there is their inserts. So I love their duvet inserts, their pillow inserts, that foundational bedding. I do not like their decorative bedding. I feel like their quilts, blankets, and duvet covers have patterns that are really uninteresting, that don't really contribute much. The textures don't move me. And I haven't really investigated their other pieces that they're starting to offer because I've just been so obsessed with their lamps and drapes. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about Wayfair because Wayfair has a lot of commercials going on right now. They're like Overstock, but not. Wayfair is 90% crap, 10% gold. They basically offer everything that Overstock offers. Sometimes at a little bit more reasonable of a price point, but their customer service sucks. And again, you're buying things online, so you're kind of taking this leap of faith that it will not come damaged and a leap of faith that it will be of quality. And when you discover that it's not, or when you open the box and it's dinged, they give you a hard time. Therefore, I find things at Wayfair because I actually like their search component better. You can search by exact size, exact shape. They're more user-friendly than Overstock. So I find what I like, then I cut and paste the name, and if they sell it at Overstock, even if it's a little bit more expensive, I'll get it there instead because Overstock has much better coupon codes, so I'll ultimately be able to get it for the same price and much better customer service because since I'm taking that leap of faith, I want to know that there's a safety net beneath me if the item sucks. So that is my little rant about Wayfair. Additionally, I am a member of both Wayfair's rewards as well as Overstock's rewards, and Overstock's rewards program is so much better. So if you're thinking about joining a club, Overstock.com is the club to become a member of. And now it's time for a little TMI. Design. TMI. I've recently bought a lot of things, a ton of things that I'm personally using in my space. And it has only reinforced what I have discovered over the years with all of my clients. Because rarely, in fact never, have I bought this much stuff for myself. So I'm getting the rule reinforced. And the rule is... The more affordable the vendor, the more trouble you're going to have with your piece. If you're using Overstock, if you're using Wayfair, if you're using Ikea, I hope you have more time than money. And I hope that your time is not worth a lot of money because you will be spending so much time dealing with damaged goods, dealing with goods that are missing pieces, dealing with goods that you wish looked a little bit different but you couldn't get a good feel for online. You'll be compromising your vision somewhat, but you'll be saving so much money. So it needs to be worth it for you because your handyman might have to jerry-rig your bookcase so it doesn't wiggle. You might have to hide the damaged seam on the other side of the pillow. It can be a little bit disappointing. And so I want you to feel like you've gotten a great score because otherwise it's just better to spend a little bit more money at a place like Macy's that delivers a pre-assembled piece or at a place like Pottery Barn, where if you found several things, the delivery cost may be a better deal. So I'm just going to put that out there. When you're shopping on a budget, be prepared to have a lot of headaches. And I've had about two weeks worth of headaches. But the pieces I've gotten on sale have made me feel very excited and successful. And perhaps it has offset the anger I feel <laughs> with the damaged pieces, the pieces that are missing parts. Believe it or not, it was still worth it to shop at Overstock. 
So I hope you found this episode valuable. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. We sure could use a little boost. Every review counts. And I hope you'll join us next time on BigDesignSmallBudget.com. Get more information or write in with your questions on our site. Or you can write me personally, Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. Huge shout out to our producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the Embassy for their wonderful music before and after our show. And finally, to Affordable Interior Design, our sponsor, our guide, and your guide for great design on a budget. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Walking the streets like a dog.